it's hard. If someone asked you, you know, hey, tell me about yourself, you're going to list off the rules, the things you do, the things that are part of your life. At the end of the day, who you are and your soul mission and purpose is so much more than the things that are on your resume or that you've achieved. Welcome to the Expansive Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lambert, and it's my goal to help heart-centered and soulful entrepreneurs build wildly successful online businesses while pushing their edges, growing their leadership and influence, and becoming the best versions of themselves. I have built three six-figure businesses in three years while raising two young kids, and I've mentored hundreds of women across many different industries to do the same. Together, we will grow through expansive conversations that activate and shift us on a cellular level so that we can achieve our biggest goals and leave our mark on this world. I'm so happy to have you here. All right, guys, I have never done this before. I literally just walked in the front door from getting my nails done. I have to leave in 30 minutes to go get my son from school. But this thought just came into my head. This message just came into my head. And I'm like, I have to go record a podcast episode right now. And so here we are. Here we are. And we'll see what transpires. But what came through my mind was this idea that keeping up with the Joneses is so detrimental to our potential, okay? And if you're not familiar with the term keeping up with the Joneses, I'm sure you are. It seems silly to even explain it, but it's trying to keep up with society and what everyone's doing the same thing so that you can keep up. You can maintain the same status as everyone else. And It is interesting because if we look at the first 20 years of our lives, they're really mapped out for us in so many ways in that we go to school, we then go on to post-grad, whether it's college, university, and then we get a job. And most people, it's even extended beyond that where you get a job, you get your two to three weeks vacation every year. You take one week at Christmas and one week in the summer or one week to go to an all-inclusive vacation. Like it's very standard. You buy a house, get married, have kids, whatever it is. Like there, it's a little bit different depending on your culture or whatever, but there's script written for us and there's these trends that everyone does. Now, it makes sense that there are trends. There are age-appropriate things. You know, we do need to get an education. We need to learn. We need to develop skills. We tend to want to have kids or get married around the same time. But what this does is it creates this pressure on anyone who's not, quote-unquote, keeping up. And this is interesting because I see it all the time where – People are doing things that they don't necessarily want to do, but they're doing them because they feel like they have to. And I've been guilty of this many times. And the problem is we're not conscious enough. We're not aware enough that this is happening. And so we decide that it's what we actually want because we think that's what we actually want. But what we actually want is the connection. The reason we want to keep up, the reason we want to be in is because we feel like we need to do that to be accepted. 
And I'm not sure if I've shared this on the podcast before or not, but one of the ways in which I've been pushing myself lately is in the things that I wear. And it's not every day, but there are some days where I I don't have any good reason to, but I want to put on something more than my standard stretchy pants and tank top, you know, which I'm currently wearing as I record this. But like this felt good today. But there are other days where I'm like, I kind of want to put on jeans and like a nice shirt. And what I noticed was that I was putting that on for the during the day having my meetings in it, whatever. And then I would get changed into something else to go for the walk to pick up Jude from school. And we always play outside and, you know, all the other parents around and and this and that. And I started questioning that, like, why am I doing that? Why am I feeling like I need to dim myself or fit in, choose clothes that fit in with what everyone else is wearing? Why can't I allow myself to wear what I want to wear? And it's because I wanted to keep up with the Georges. I wanted to fit in. I wanted, I didn't want to stand out. And subconsciously, that's what was happening. And so I just kind of started being like, you know what? No, I'm going to wear this. And there were times where people would be like, oh, you look so nice. Oh, that's such a nice dress. Oh, why are you so dressed up? Da, da, da. And so you do get those comments. And sometimes you change just because you don't want to have to deal with the comments. But I'm like, no, like I can hold for this. I can handle this. It's okay. We don't always have to be fitting in. But the reason that we want to fit in is because when we're growing up, when we're young, especially when we're babies, we literally need to be accepted to be safe. We need to be accepted by our family or by our community for them to feed us, to nourish us, to do everything for us when we can't. And as we get older, we need less and less from people. And especially now as full-grown adults, we don't need anyone else's approval to be truly safe. If someone doesn't like what we're wearing or what we're doing, we still have clothes on our back. We still have food. We still have a roof over our head. It doesn't change anything. But this feeling of this innate desire to have the connection is so deeply rooted from that and it never goes away. But it's so important to be able to recognize when you're doing things that aren't actually in alignment with who you are and how you want to show up, but it's because of that. And to let yourself know like you're safe, you're okay to do the things you want to do. And the important thing and the reason I wanted to bring this up is that when we can look at our life and notice the areas where we are trying to fit in, trying to keep up with the Joneses, then there's this opportunity to go deeper, to ask ourselves, what is it we really want here? And why do we want that? You know, I live in a community, well, a country, a, a continent where hockey is like the sport. Like Canada, hockey is the sport. And I live in a fairly well off neighborhood, like not like average upper middle class, I would say. And the reason I say that is because hockey is an expensive sport. So if you were to go to some other communities, you might not find that everyone plays hockey. It might be more like because it's like, I don't even know how much, but like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every single year. And if you have multiple kids, like you have to have money to be able to afford that. And like seems to play hockey. 
And I see my kids don't play hockey. I mean, Jude's about to be five, Penelope's two. They don't. And and maybe one day they will if that's what they want. The reason – or I see why there would be the pressure because everyone else is doing it. You almost feel like you should. You want to give your kids these opportunities. Da, 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 da. Like this is the narrative. But it's like if your kid doesn't want to do something, that's okay. For me, I'm always like I don't care what Jude chooses to do as an extracurricular. At some point, I do want him to do extracurriculars. He hasn't wanted to up until now. He's done soccer here and there, but he doesn't love it. But I know that that's going to change. Like I said, he's so young. But anyways, I see why there would be this pressure. And I've almost had to catch myself a few times being like, oh my God, like we're behind. Like he doesn't know how to skate yet. Da, 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 da. And it's like, you have to stop and check yourself around who cares? I'm not here to raise my kid the same way everyone else is. I'm going to raise him in a way that it, that works for us and specifically him. But I see other parents that so much of their own identity is tied to these things, like their kids playing hockey. And, you know, there's these stories of these kids who are on teams and they don't make the team one year and the parents are just distraught, like devastated. And it's because they have created this identity that has to do with these random things that are beyond their control or are not actually identities. You know what I mean? And so it, I think that it's really empowering for us and freeing to be able to notice when we are attaching, like have this huge attachment to things. Like attachment to our kids being good at something. Attachment. And it's not, I'm using kids as an example because this is just what came into my brain as I got the nudge to record this. But where in our lives do we have this attachment to certain identities that aren't necessarily serving us or aren't necessarily our truth? You know, even there's people who are so identified with being a mom that once their kids are grown and don't need them anymore, they go through a whole identity crisis. Or people who are so tied to their business or their career that when they no longer have that, they don't know who they are. And so I guess the this is kind of the message is two-pronged in that the first is that when you see yourself trying to keep up and do things that aren't necessarily what you want, but you just feel like you have to do, it's an opportunity to pause and to question that and to go deeper and to really get clear on what it is you want and what's important to you. And then there's that identity work of detaching from these external things that aren't who we are. Our jobs, our titles, our activities, our kids, that's not our identity. They're roles that we play. But our identity is so much deeper than that. And, you know, I should have my girlfriend Nat on the podcast to talk all about identity work because it's super, super interesting. And it can be hard. Like when you start to wonder, well, who am I without all of those things? It's hard. If someone asked you, you know, okay, tell me about yourself. You're going to list off the rules, the things you do, the things that are part of your life. At the end of the day, who you are and your soul mission and purpose is so much more than the things that are on your resume or that you've achieved. And so 
when we can detach from those things, we get so much freedom. And then also we can start to pursue the things that actually are important to us. And when we are really focused on doing things the same way everyone else is doing, we create similar results. And so let's be honest, most people are living a life where it's just like the daily grind. And the thing is, especially in my phase of life, the daily grind is there. We wake up with the kids. We got to feed them. We got to get them dressed. We get, like those things are okay. I, It's not saying that having a daily rhythm is a bad thing. But what is it? What's the saying I'm looking for? I can't think of it. But basically what it, I mean is just you're just on this – you're in this rat race and you're just doing all the things, living for the weekend, living for your vacation time, living for something else and not living in the moment. And so that's society and that's how we've been conditioned to believe like this is life. So if you are buying into all of the keeping up with the, the Joneses, then you're buying into that. And it's only when you decide to break those trends, break those patterns, because the thing is, these are generational patterns. If you and or maybe your parents have broken a cycle, like you can look back generation, generation, generations back and see that may have shifted slowly because of the times evolving and all of that. But this is why most people do similar things as their their parents and their grandparents. A lot of times it's really hard to break those cycles. And so if you're surrounded by people who are all doing something, then it's going to be very easy for you just to do the same thing. But that's being unconscious. That's living in autopilot. When you can actually pause and question it all, I'm like, okay, hmm, this is this. And I hope that this is what this was about. Pause and ask yourself, like, what, like, what is it that I want? And showing up for yourself in that way. And this is why creating your big vision and really pushing yourself is super important. And I know that if you're here and you're listening to this, it's because you don't want to settle. You don't want to settle for the status quo. And so waking up is required. Joe Dispenza has a way of saying this and he says, your familiar past creates your predictable future. Meaning the things that are familiar to you, you're basing everything on what's familiar to you in the past. Your expectations of the future are all based on your past. So that's what you manifest. And so if your familiar surroundings, your familiar past, it's all influenced by who we're around. But if you can choose differently and not allow yourself to only live within this predictable realm of, yep, this is just the predictable next steps. And you can actually break the cycle by having this like circuit breaker moment. And maybe this is it of stopping and asking yourself, like, is this how I want to live my life? Is this what I'm here on this earth for? And I can tell you the answer is no. And it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy that. And you can't Enjoy that your kids play baseball or hockey or whatever they play, but knowing that there's so much more to it than that. And that also release the attachment to all of it because everything's happening for you, not to you. Everything's happening for you. If your kid gets cut, if your kid doesn't make the team, if your kid doesn't want to play the sport you want them to play, that's okay because 
it's happening for you or at least for them. It's their life, right? It's happening for all of you. It's all happening for you. And so once I started really understanding that everything's happening for me and not to me, things became so much easier. And it doesn't mean that things aren't hard, but when something hard happens to me, when I have trust that it's actually in everyone's best interest, then there's no resistance and then there's no story attached to it. Like, oh, I did something wrong or I'm not good enough or why is this happening to me or this is the end of my own blah, 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 blah. Everyone's stories that create so much pain when instead we can look at that and say, okay, thank you, universe. I don't understand it yet, but I trust you. And it doesn't always happen instantly. <laughs> it might take some time, but the goal is to get to that point. And so that is the message I wanted to share today. I really hope that it resonates with you. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Share on Instagram. Tag me on Instagram if you are listening to this and want some more of these downloads (laughs) that come through. See what comes up for these nice activations. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It helps so much. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. To join the community and get daily expansive strategies and shifts for entrepreneurs, follow me on Instagram at the Sarah Lambert and send me a DM if you're someone who wants to learn about how to work together on building your profitable and aligned business. Mm-hmm.